Thomas Merton says, What you fear is an indication of what you seek. In my case, I think this is certainly true. And deep in middle age, I can feel the seeker in me become just ever so slightly desperate. One of the ways this desperation shows up is in my reading. I've always been a reader, to be sure. But lately, the temperature on the dial has been inched up. Something new. I've become a voracious reader. I am hungry to hear other people's answers to my questions, particularly other people who might be experts in this problem of possibilities. Thomas Merton, Gary Wills, Henry David Thoreau, Annie Dillard, Jean-Pierre Dacoussade, Karen Armstrong, Emily Dickinson, Robert Frost. These are just a few exemplars of the struggle to live fully who tumble around in my head. What can they teach me about desperation and fulfillment? And so I read, usually from about 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock every night, often propped up in bed with an unruly stack of books perched on the table next to me. I read with pen in hand and of lively conversations with my authors. I scribble in margins. I make exclamation points and stars. I draw arrows from one page to another, tracking arguments. Every now and then, in my quest for answers, I stumble across a sentence that stands up and shouts at me from the page. Here is a sentence I read recently in the pages of the Gnostic Gospel of Thomas. If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. What? I sat up in bed. I circled the whole sentence. If you bring forth what is within you, it will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, it will destroy you. I have to admit that the second phrase of the sentence hit me the hardest. It will destroy me? In retrospect, I realized that I felt the punch of that second phrase only because I had genuinely experienced moments of the first. I do know the experience of bringing forth what is within me. For most of my life, these bringing forth moments have been fleeting, but twice I've had the experience sustained over a period of years. Both times this happened while I was writing a book. Writing required everything I had, and then some. It flayed me alive, but I kept coming back again and again. I kept bringing forth the best that was in me. I can't say whether the books that came forth are good or not, some say yes and some say no. It doesn't matter. It seems that it was the effort required to bring them forth itself that saved me. I noticed later that having written them did not really bring me squat, even though most people, including myself, thought that it should. I have friends who are right now bringing forth what is within them. Anyone can see it in their faces. These are people who leap out of bed in the morning. They are digging down, connecting with their own particular genius, and bringing it into the world. They are bringing forth their point of view, their idiosyncratic wisdom. They are living out their vocations. And let me tell you, they are lit up. This way of lit-up living can happen in any sphere. Not a single one of my lit-up friends is writing a book, by the way. One of my friends, Mark, is busy building a new institution, an alternative prep school. My friend Sandy is mastering the art of nursing hospice patients. Can you imagine leaping out of bed in the morning to confront the dying? She does, and actually, I can imagine it. 
One of my friends is busy mastering Beethoven's string quartets. Day and night she practices. My friend David is on fire, creating an entirely new genre of landscape painting. Alan is mastering the art of gardening and just, really, the art of living life as a naturalist. My sister Arlie is mastering the, to me, incomprehensible task of parenting an adolescent, but with such relish you cannot believe it. Have you had periods in life when you leapt out of bed in the morning to embrace your day? Once this happens to you, once you live this way, even for a few hours, you will never really be satisfied with any other way of living. Everything else will seem vaguely wan and gray. Everything else will seem, as Henry David Thoreau said, like a distraction. Maybe you're saying to yourself, it's not that black and white. You can't live this way all the time. Maybe this guy, me, is just in a dry period. Something like